Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, we have a writer on tonight, comedy writer, Todd Levin. He's performed also, but he's been writing for Conan for quite some time. And an uh, old friend of mine uh, knew each other in New York before he moved. And he's a super funny dude. He's got a funny Twitter account, which we talk about. And uh, what else? Oh, I'm doing August 11th. I'm doing another crowd work show, virtual. Go to NowhereComedy.com or NowhereComedyClub.com. Or go to Eventbrite.com and search for it. It's August 11th. And I think I've done three of them. They've been really fun. But I always want to do another one, right? Why not? Toddberry podcast t-shirts and mugs are available at toddberry.com slash shirts. And I think that's it. We'll be right back with, uh, with Todd Levin. Hey, Todd. What's going on, man? Um, I'm okay. I, uh, I just uh, ran back here. Um, I, I abandoned... Where? Um, and there's like I have a little workshop in the backyard, so like a, this is where like I, a guest I, house. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to stay here if I were a guest. <laughs> it's it's full of spiders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless your guest is is a, a spider. Um, but it's a uh, it's like a little. I guess the guy who owned it before. It's one of those unpermitted workshop things that people just would build and just kind of jerry-rigged together, you know? And then when you like buy a, a house... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, it's like a Sears shed kind of thing? No, it's 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 made of like... I think the base is just cinder blocks and then they just paint it over it or something. Uh-huh. And then we put in a floor and some drainage and, you know, it's got electricity and all that, but it doesn't have plumbing or anything. You couldn't you couldn't put a sink in here. So, so, so it's like a low... It's a... Uh, it's like a youth hostel of offices kind of yeah. Thing. yeah 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 it's about it's about as nice as a youth hostel it's only it's just missing two two like dutch guys <laughs> so what do you do back there um i i try i work after my kids go to sleep but when they're awake this is basically a playroom so you kind of you kind of see it behind me but oh you're in it right now i'm in it right now yeah yeah oh, it's pretty big looks big yeah i mean yeah, it's the size of a good-sized living room. 
or the size no of a, a one-bedroom apartment in New York, I think. <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> so there's no uh, bathroom in there, right? Eh? No, no. My I son has. There's a spot right outside it, though. We have like a little garden right outside, and there's a spot that my son calls his pee spot. It's like he's he's kind of marked it off. Like when he's back here, if he doesn't feel like marching into the house to go to the bathroom, that's where he pees. How far so, away is your house, man? We kind of a like, like a quarter mile, quarter mile from here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get in a golf cart, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a guy waiting in a golf cart usually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll take an Uber to the house. No, it's like, you, you know, it's like thirty feet from here. Yeah, yeah. So you don't mind that he pees on the on the ground? No, I think he, that's one of those things you just let go of. Right. He did one time. He did take a shit there. And uh-huh. we, we weren't here. He was out here playing and he took a shit there and he came in the house. He's only this. He was only four, mind you. He's not 15 years old. So okay. you have to kind of <laughs> you have to cut him a little bit of slack, I guess. But he took a shit there and came in the house and said, this is crazy. But I guess a, an afternoon raccoon uh, pooped in our yard. It came out. He's like, I saw it. It came out during the day and pooped in our yard and then ran away. That's what he said. So, so we four year old to, came up with that, huh? My four year old came up with that, and I was like, "Are you sure? Because they're usually they're pretty comfortable at night and not usually hanging out during the day." And I went and to go check it out. And I was like, "What size raccoon? <laughs> Show me how big the raccoon was." Because it was like it was clearly a human sized shit. Right, and he he eventually had to kind of he eventually cop to it. He had he cop to it. Did but, you get him? Did he get in trouble? I mean, only in the sense that, hey man, don't don't do that. And if you do do that, <laughs> don't blame it on a raccoon. I mean, <laughs> I kind of right, feel you were like start, what <laughs> you were going to start shooting raccoons that you saw. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't. I I kind of feel like at four. I don't know. Is it? I mean, we we give him a hard time if he lies to us. Like lying is a really big deal. Like so, saying a raccoon shit when it was him? So. Correct, correct. Like that's worse than the shitting itself, right? Because you can deal <laughs> with the shitting. But yeah. to say a raccoon, it's not even a great lie, but it just shows that he's going to, he'll get better at it, you know? So that's the, you kind of try to work on that part so he doesn't get better at it. Also, I would think, all I thought when you said he took a shit is like, oh man, when did he wash his hands? You, are you are you like kind of germ, you're germaphobic? Would you say that you are? How is this all working also, out for th- you then? How is this? <laughs> it's kind it's, of a. It's probably not I changing mean, anything for you. I think even non-germaphobes wash their hands after they go to the bathroom. But he's four. Yes. I get it. It's yes, different yes, yes. set of rules. Different um, set of rules when you're four. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, it's a little bit off the rails. The ger- like the I think I got a little OCD, undiagnosed and undiagnosed. Uh, um, By choice. Undiagnosed by choice. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought you said yeah. I chose OC. I chose a OCD. <laughs> That's a good one to choose. It's better than <laughs> but, like uh, border choosing borderline personality disorder. Do you have any of that? I don't think I do. I don't think I do. I I, I don't I don't think I'm OCD in, in any kind of way. I kind of feel like I wish I were a little bit more because I think that I know that it's very uh, torturous for people who have it, especially who have it really bad. Um, because I, I definitely have friends who have it have a real problem with it, but I always thought of OCD as one of those things that I don't know why I always kind of attached it to ambitious people, to people who work I, hard. I think a lot of comics have it. I think so too. Yeah. And yeah, I, I certainly know a few. It, 
That I have. Yeah. yeah what else? Anx- anxiety issues? A lot of anxiety. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mean to get this part. I don't no, no, it's okay. Personal, but it's okay. You, you started uh, it though. I would say di- diagnosed anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went for the diagnosed kind. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you decide yourself. Are you um, taking anything for it? Yeah, I'm taking... Uh, well, actually, no, right now I'm not. I stopped taking it about a few months ago. I stopped taking it. But I was taking a drug called Pristique. Prestique. It sounds elegant, doesn't it? It's not that sounds like, like a great spa, man. Like a spa, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think I know anybody else who's taking that drug. Um, what is it? Strictly anti-anxiety? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of anti-depressant, anti-anxiety. Oh, okay. You know, it's sort of. I think those two things are are very much in a, a long monogamous relationship. You know, <laughs> anxiety um, and depression. One fuels the other. I started taking one about a month or so ago called Boost Barone. That sounds made up. <laughs> no, I, I hope it's not. I mean, Boost Barone? Guy, like it's going to like. The guy like, in Washington Square Park said it was a real drug. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did, uh, you won Boost it in Barone. a chess game? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know if it's helping or making me tired all day. I can't tell. Do they, do you, do you have any uh, cataloging of its known side effects? Uh, I think dizziness. Uh, That's a good it, one. It didn't seem like it seemed like a it seemed like a low maintenance kind of a entry level anti anxiety drug. The Prestique is kind of like that too. It's a it's kind of a, a slow release. Yeah, is what I would call it. It's not like one. Why did you stop points. taking it then? Um, I kind of. I mean, I'm not sure that I should have, to be perfectly honest. But yeah. I I stopped taking it because I'm. It was really hard for me get prescribed anyway because I'm, I'm kind of crazy in that way I don't like to take a lot of medication um, yeah. I'm not a big aspirin guy I don't take aspirin unless it's like absolutely unless I'm being pushed to do it like you know <laughs> like pe- people are gathered around you go take an aspirin take God, an aspirin like they'll invite me over and they'll be like we need to talk to you about this this is, this is a very specific kind of party you, you came to, to yeah yeah <laughs> um, no like my wife will say like please yeah. just take, take a fucking aspirin um but yeah, I, I generally don't like to do that. I, and, and I think I was like that with um, like antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. I kind of yeah, had this too. idea. Yeah, you have this idea like, I, I got this. Right. You know, but you, you don't. You don't got it sometimes. Right. But for me, it does kind of come and go. Like it, 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 it does come in kind of waves. So I've never really wanted to be on a drug the rest of my life. And right. so I try, I'll, I'll kind of take it for a year or something. And then just see how it goes if I go off it for a little while. How's your cat doing? You have a cat, right? Dude, I have I have three cats, Todd. Really? Yeah. I don't really know what happened. We uh I, you have a cat. You have a lovely yeah, cat. You, you actually gave me great advice. Um, I think it was on Instagram where you said something like something where you said at the beginning you're gonna think you're gonna have to return the cat. Yes. Which I went through, I was like, oh, because she was hiding so much. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to see my cat. And then uh, things certainly turned around. <laughs> now it's like, you can go hide, baby. Go yeah. hide a little bit, baby. Right. I could, I could use a break. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. we, we kind of got, you know, I have two young kids now. So it, it's a, it gets a little bit crazier with pets. We had, uh, we, I had two cats when I moved to L.A. Um, and this, this cat that I've had forever, both of them actually I've had for a long time since, since I was living in Brooklyn 
and they were both great cats. And uh, one of them got out while we were out of town and we had a cat sitter and disappeared. And oh, man. We, we found out later was killed by a coyote. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. That happens all the time around here. Um, but she was 16. So she wasn't, you know, she had a good long life, but she was an amazing cat. And it was a real bummer because it was under the watch of a cat sitter, you know. Yeah, that cat sitter must not feel great, huh? I don't think so. I can't imagine. I can't imagine she feels so great. That's the worst day at work, actually, for a cat sitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like the that's the one thing that you you kind of can't walk back as a cat sitter. <laughs> your, your cat disappeared and was eaten by a predator. How did you um, find out that it was eaten? Was it eaten nearby? Okay, so this is cr- this this is kind of crazy, but and I, I will preface this by saying that we just loved this cat. This was an amazing, amazing cat. Like this cat would sleep in my daughter's crib. She was super cool. And uh, so we were doing everything we could to find her because we had no, we just knew she was gone. You know, so we started by just walking around the neighborhood every night, you know, shaking a a big like bucket of her food, hoping that Uh she'd pick up on the, on the sound of it. And, and then we were posting stuff on, uh, you know, posting posters all over the place. And, I'd gotten on Twitter and I had been off Twitter for about a year because I was so sick of it. And I got back on just to ask people in LA to look for my cat. And, um, and I, it, it, this went on for about two weeks and I would, there would be times where I'd be walking around the neighborhood at night looking for our cat. And I'd run into somebody who I didn't know who was looking for our cat. It was, oh, like, man. it was pretty, it was like pretty incredible. Like these strangers were like, Oh yeah, I saw your thing about your cat. And, I'm out here looking for your cat and uh, yeah. And then eventually I don't know how we found out about these people, but somebody had recommended this and this is a crazy thing to do. And I I fully acknowledge that, but we hired these two women who train bloodhounds Uh and they use the bloodhounds to find the scent of missing pets. And, oh. and generally, they don't usually find living pets. It's very rare that they'd find a living pet, but they can tell you where the pet was last. You know, they can, uh-huh. they can find where the, the scent ends. So these, these, kind of stri- these, these women with this, these big bloodhounds came into our house and they sniffed uh, like a pillow that our cat used and they walked all around the neighborhood. And then um, it wasn't long before they came back, but maybe like 15 minutes and they came back and she had a, uh, it was just me and my wife, and she had this Ziploc bag with uh, coyote shit in it. I'm sorry, there's two shit things that I'm talking about. And That's I all right. I'm not, I'm not a big scat guy, but this is just, it's just happening this way. So she had a bag of coyote shit with fur, like in the shit. And, oh. you know, mixed into it. And she had found it just up the hill and, and, and around the corner. And she handed it to us, this bag of shit. And she was like, uh, does this fur look like your cat's fur? And it absolutely was like, there's no, there's no question. Oh. Like it. And so my wife and I were just sitting, I just remember sitting at our dining room table with this bag of coyote shit between us, just, cr- just crying, yeah. <laughs> like crying over this. But it was, it was, a, it was a weird way to, to resolve it, but it was kind of cool in a way to know she was gone. You know, the closure thing. Yeah. Yeah. The closure That's... thing was good. That's a sad story, man. It's a sad story. But well, she how long great... ago was that? That was. It's a good question. I want to say maybe 2014, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have three hmm. now. 
So now we adopted three. We were going to adopt two. It's a mother. It was supposed to be a mother and one of her kittens. They're rescues. And then Lisa really fell for another kitten in the litter. But my daughter had her, her, her heart set on this one kitten. So <laughs> it became like, I guess we're taking two kittens. So now we have this mom and her two kittens. And they're cool. They weren't cool at first, just like I, I told you. Like Two of them were hiding all the time. It, was really, it really sucked. And they're still... The mom and the daughter are still very shy around people, um, but they've warmed up a lot. For sure, they've warmed up a lot. Um, but they're not like cool like my old cats. Like the cats I used to have, and probably your cat is like this too. They're not cuddly. These cats are not cuddly at all. My cat goes, should, she can be. Like there was a time I thought she wasn't going to be cuddly, and then at just some point something turned, and like every time I sat down, she would sit with me almost. Or at least every day, which is great. You sit there, you watch TV, and you got yeah, a little cat on your lap. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, but she's also a little. She gets a little scrappy. Oh really? Like a, a little, attacking she, you or attacking other night, shit in your place? Around, no, there's no one. No, she doesn't attack people because there are no people to attack other than me. But <laughs> she just gets hyper. I think there's that thing they call the zoomies that cat gets. That yeah, cats like 11, get, 12 o'clock at night or exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she fucking. And I just have to stop. Okay, I was like, all right, Bosh. I'll finish this episode in a few minutes. <laughs> I gotta, uh, I gotta put this fire out here. I, oh my god! But uh, that must be disappointing to Bosch. Bosch, yeah, he breaks character. <laughs> Do you watch that show? I've never seen it. No, it's really good. I, I know. Through. I hear it's really good. My, my friend, you know, Max Silvestri. Do you know Max? Yeah, yeah. Um, he he is like a evangelical about that show. Yeah, it's pretty easy to watch. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I've, I I kind of have. I feel like I have the bandwidth for maybe two shows at a time. That's about it. What do you got going now? Perry Mason. I heard watching that's Perry good. Mason. It's good. Yeah, I like it. Um, and kind of on and off, I've been watching that show. It's another HBO show, uh, I May Destroy You. Do you know that show? Oh, is that Michaela? Is that her? Michaela Cole. I think is that her name Michaela Cole? I think that's her name. She it's about it's kind of like it's weird. It's it's a mystery show, but about a you know, like repressed trauma from an, an assault. Wow. It's pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy. But it's good. It's really I've never quite seen anything like it. So I should check that out, man. Are you uh so you're working now still you still work for Conan, right? Yeah. Own? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't is I'm not sure it's still a show, but why do you I say just, that? No, I don't. It always feels like that. Like we have so much time off now, and it kind of feels like is it once a week now? I'm a li- I'm a little exactly out of like I don't maybe I don't know. No, it's uh it's no it's still it's four nights a week, but it's a half an oh. hour show. Oh, that's what that's what they changed about. Yeah, they changed that about a year ago, and then you know, and since everybody's been quarantining. That's also been weird too, because you know he was doing it from home for a while with no crew. He was shooting it all himself, and now he's doing it at Largo with kind of a skeleton crew. Yeah, um, and I think he's doing it at Largo just because he wanted to have an office to go to. You know what I mean? I think he was just right. getting losing his mind and wanted a place to go, and he couldn't really go to Warner Brothers uh, to shoot it. So he's doing it. So there. you have less to write because of the. I think so. You I have think half so. as much to write, right? Well, I mean, in the beginning, it didn't really feel that way because we still did the top half of the show. You know, we just uh-huh. cut a guest and we cut the musical guest. All right. So we wow, still did. No, what's that? There's no more musical guests, huh? No, there hasn't been for a while. That's a little bit of a bummer. 
Yeah. You know, because um, he they would have some pretty good guests, and that was just always a cool thing to be able to sit right. down on the floor and watch PJ Harvey play right. one song. <laughs> just to, you know, I rode um, an elevator with her once. Did you really? Where was that? Yeah, in Austin at the Sheraton. Oh. Was it during South by Southwest? Yeah, yeah. It was our honeymoon. No, it was. A, <laughs> you know, I'm married to her. Right? No, it was a, I did Southwest not know South. that. No. Yeah, it was South by Southwest. She's pretty great. How long have you been writing for Conan? Uh, almost 11 years now. Yeah. God, that's a long time, man. I love being on that show, man. Yeah. It's, he's a good host, right? Would yeah, you say? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and it's just... It's you know, a good it's, group of it's people. Funny that it's funny. Like, it's not like, oh, this isn't really my thing. It's like, oh, this is my thing. And Yeah, that was a big thing. I mean, think, I think when I got hired, it was a little scary. I actually... I don't know why I even went through this process, but I almost didn't take the job. Really? Uh, yeah, at this because I got hired to write for that show, and I knew they were going to LA. That was the other thing is I knew the show was going to be going to LA because I got hired toward the end of his New York run, uh-huh. and I got that same week I got hired for uh, to write for Best Week Ever, uh, the re- the one with the reboot with Paul F. Tompkins as a host, right. And there was a part of me that was like, I'll just do best week ever. I mean, this is my first TV job. I should really wade into the waters. <laughs> it, was, it was such a dumb, a dumb. That's a funny re- thing, reading. especially since you're offered the other job. Like, yeah, yeah. I was offered the other job. I was like, maybe I should, this is, this is really where I belong right now. And I was, I think I was just very, I was very intimidated by writing for late night because I was such a fan of it, you know? Right. And there were so many kind of legendary writers that were still there. You know, I think when I started, um, McCann was still there, Brian McCann, who's yeah. one of the funniest people I've ever been in a room. Yeah, he's very funny. Yeah. Um, Stack, who's also just very funny. Yeah. Really funny. Um, Kevin Dorf, also incredibly uh-huh. funny. Uh, Is he still so, there? No, he hasn't been there for a while. He he okay. he left after uh, after The Tonight Show. Okay. So I haven't seen him in a, in a while. I, I run into him here and there at shows, and I see Mary Pat uh, sometimes. She does she does a lot of acting and sketches on, on the show. Um, we know, did we meet at Luna Lounge? Dude, I was thinking about this before this call, and you are actually, I think you're one of the first comedy people I met in New York. And it really? wasn't at Luna Lounge. It was because, although we, we, we hung out a lot at Luna Lounge, I saw you a lot there. Um, and that was before I was even doing stand-up. I think I was more just a kind of fan of comedy at that time. Um, but we met because I was dating a comedian. Oh, we were dating roommates. We were dating roommates, yeah. I was dating Allison Castillo, who's a comedian yeah. in New York. And you were dating I was her dating roommate, Mary. Mary, yeah. yeah it was really yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. And I met you through her. But I knew who you were already. Of course um, you did. <laughs> but I actually have a funny story about that. I've never oh, I've ever told you this story. I mean, maybe it's not funny. It might be terrible. I think I might be putting unrealistic expectations on it. But okay. I, I moved to New York in 95, I think. Yeah. And wh- when did you start dating Mary, would you say? I don't remember, man. It was a long time ago. Well, I'll tell you, th- th- this is the reason I'm asking. So I, was, I moved there with a girlfriend and we broke up almost immediately. Uh, and we were, we, the race relationship was over before we moved there. It was a kind of crazy idea to, to move in together. But, um, but in the, those couple of weeks in the beginning, uh, we went to see a movie at the Angelica 
and we were waiting in line. You know how they would make you queue up in that weird line in the, yeah, in the yeah. lobby? So we were waiting in that line. And I don't know what we were there to see. Um, probably some Henry Jaglom film or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and But you were, you were in line a little bit in front of us at the movie theater. Really? Yes. And I knew who you were, I think probably from, you know, things like, well, maybe like short attention span theater or, you know, like, uh-huh. like those clip show or half hour comedy hour or whatever. But also from, I think at that point, I knew you from the Larry Sanders show. I knew who you were from oh. that too. But I think yeah. I knew who you were as a stand up before that. I, I think so. Um, so, and I, and, but my, my girlfriend didn't know who you were. And I was like, you see that guy right there? And you, oh, you, the other thing is you were with your girlfriend. You, uh, and, and I said, uh, was it with Mary or someone else? You were with Mary, but I didn't know Mary at the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did I so up your story? It's okay. It's tiny, <laughs> only a tiny bit. <laughs> but I, I basically said to her, I was like, you were with, you were with her. And I said, that is one advantage of being very funny. Cause you were with this like, beautiful, <laughs> out of my league. Yeah. beautiful woman who was totally out of your league. Yeah, I don't. And I was it, not even insulted by that. Even <laughs> no, I mean whatever. We all we all date up, but uh, but yeah. And then maybe two years later, when I started dating Allison, you were already dating Mary, and I recognized her as the woman who had been in line with you at the end. Of oh the my day. god! I wonder what yeah. movie it was. It could. I mean, ninety five. Could have been Henry. Henry yeah. Fool? No, <laughs> no, Henry, like some Henry. Like I don't a know, Hal like Hartley what, movie or something. Yeah, like a Hal Hartley movie. Like, what would you see at the Angelica? It could be. Yeah, you're right. Oh God, movies. I know. I miss them. Is that the thing you miss the most? What do you miss the most? I miss. Uh, I miss going. Sit, well, now we could sit outside a little bit, which is at restaurants and bar. I miss just going. Well, I miss doing stand up, and I miss hanging out okay. with my friends at a table, and yeah. I miss. Uh, I miss going to a coffee shop with my laptop. I miss that. That's probably the, even more than movies, that's probably the thing I miss the most. But uh, I miss being able to talk to, to socialize. Just all fun I miss. I miss yeah. all fun. The whole concept of fun. <laughs> fun and money. I miss both of those. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, you're probably not spending money though. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not, I'm spending a lot on, I've been eating out now that we're allowed to eat out. I have been. Oh, I see. Yeah. Finding empty, t- you know, restaurants to eat at, and then sometimes you're just like, "Why did I just spend that much money for a burger?" Um, yeah. So, are you actually eating at Sidewalk? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. You wouldn't do that? No. Uh, I'm still, I'm still too freaked out. I mean, California is worse than New York right now, but I'm just too freaked out by it. The whole thing. It's pretty bad. Like New York, I think in general is pretty good about people wearing masks, but you walk by these restaurants. I walked by a restaurant the other day where these bros were like hugging, like yeah, just meeting each other, like hugging, like you just like it's fucking August. What do you, you is the word not got out on you? <laughs> I know. That's how I feel. Even, I mean, honestly, I, I get freaked out just seeing people wiping down tables in between guests, like the whole process of disinfecting oh, yeah. everything. It just, it makes it so unappealing to me and it's, it's unappealing, but it's also a bummer because I, I miss eating at restaurants so much, you know, but I just, I fucking, I hate eating home, man. I just like cooking for one. Yeah. It's, it's also harder. I mean, that's just New York is designed and I miss New York a lot, but New York is designed in this way that your apartment is 
just a place to stay dry. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's yeah. not really a place you live. It's not generally for most people. It's not like a place you really do your living. You do all your living outside of your apartment. So when you don't have that, it's really, really hard. Can you eat outside in LA now? Yeah. And people do. And you, and you haven't done it one time? No, not once. I will not. Wow. It's so you, I'm, what too, if, I'm still. What if there was like no one around you? Like I, I would be freaked out by the servers and I would be freaked out about the servers that I listen. It's I'll just a whole thing. Like I, <laughs> I know, I guess you are. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I feel bad even just, I know that they need the work and all that. It's a really confusing thing, but I feel bad that they just even have to show up to disinfect yeah. my chair after I'm I feel on. bad with uh, the uh, like Trader Joe's uh, cashiers or like, yeah, I'm good about masks though. That I, I am good. And I've even actually told a few people who aren't wearing their masks that they should wear masks. Put them up. Yeah. I'm not really big on confrontation, but just sometimes I lose it and just be like, yeah. Do you, hey, are man, you, can you put your mask up for me? Th Thank you. That's you losing it. Yeah. That would be <laughs> me to even have the confrotation. Like, yeah, I, yeah. You know, if, I walk even, through, yeah. if I walk through Whole Foods, I'll see seven people with their masks under their nose and I probably won't get in seven altercations, but every 50th time I see it, I, I'll say You'll something. pick the smallest guy? Yeah, if it's a really <laughs> small man <laughs> alone who yeah. can't kick my ass. Yeah, uh, yeah. You So when I met you, at, well, when you oh, yeah. used to perform at Luna. A little bit, but I mean, I was... I think I spent more time at Luna as a fan of comedy because I didn't really start doing stand up seriously until maybe like 99 or uh -huh. so, maybe 99, 2000, something like that. It was a, it was a while after. So, and I think when I started to really get okay at it, um, I was more interested in like Rafifi and that's, that scene was kind of starting to happen. Yeah, you know that's I mean? fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really fun scene too. And and to be perfectly honest, like I remember I think I only did Luna once and it was very, very early on when I was doing You only did it once? I think so. Maybe oh, wow. twice, I but I think once. Okay. Um but I remember it was really, really early, like probably before I was ready, I think. Yeah. Um and but I did I did fine. I would say I did I did fine too well. Um, but I was nervous and I was new and I was still kind of not really, I don't think I would have called myself a stand-up even at that point. I was still at that place where I was like kind of reading bits. I would do a uh -huh. lot of stuff like that. Like I, I was more comfortable always as a writer anyway. So I would write these bits and then I would read them like letters or something like that, you know? Um, and I remember it like, I, yeah, I, I did reasonably well. And at the end of the show when everybody's hanging out in the bar, uh, Naomi, uh, you know, came up and was like, that was great. Thank, you know, thanks for doing it. You know, really, really sweet. And then Jeff, uh, yeah. <laughs> came up and goes, you have a lot of friends in the audience tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 That was what he said. It was such a dicky thing to say. And it's so weird. Cause there's so many little, like you get so many of those little like jabs at you and you don't remember most of them, but man, that stuck with me. It bugged me so much. Cause it was like, it was like, I was, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying the feeling afterwards. And it was such a, so did you load up say. the audience? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, exactly. Did you have a lot of friends in the audience? 
I'm sure I did because I, like I was I was still new to stand up, so yeah. that you can still get people to come see you. You One, know, it's still it reminds me of the you know that bringer shows in New York where uh-huh. comedy, and I've seen this phenomenon where someone will bring they'll someone brings everyone they got at the office. They'll bring a hundred people from the office. Oh, I've seen and that. And people for sure. will fuck it. They lose their shit when the guy goes up, and then he bombs. <laughs> yes. Yes. He bombs these people like I can't even break myself to fake laugh. At they this. couldn't even muster the, the enjoyment. But it's like he bombs in front of all his friends, their their husbands, their wives, and yeah. Almost always with those situations, that person on stage at one point calls out people that are in the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a yeah. way of like like a lifeline in a way. You know, they'll right. like like oh my friends right. are here from work and they'll say some inside joke about work that. No one in the audience cares about. <laughs> Freddie in accounting, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that that, that that scene at Luna in the I guess mid and mid to late nineties was pretty was like a lot of fun. It was yeah, it was really inspiring. And there were that was truly, truly alternative. It was I know that people kind of play around with, you know, they have all sorts of weird issues with that word, but it was a real weird convergence of serious road comics and people who were just lunatics, you know, who all came from like that, like surf reality or. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring up surf reality. Yeah. 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 Did you ever do that? Like that I open did surf reality. I remember thing? surf reality. I did it a few times. I just remember it being so small, like I'm fine yeah. with really small, but that was just like, I just felt like you're just standing next to someone going for <laughs> yeah. joke. Or, yeah, but but I I've, I just love that scene and I love the crowd. I love the comics who it was just such a sincere group of people. Like for sure, it wasn't people like show busy talking about agents and shit like that. And it no, it wasn't. Like they were driven by something. Yeah, I really felt that way. It was really people were like it was like they were working on their art. Yeah, you know, and yeah, because that was like the people I remember from that scene really well. I mean, Marin used to do it a lot. Um, but also Ross Broccoli, I'm sure you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't. I don't know what he's up to. He's last time I saw him, I was doing a show in Nebraska, and he was living there. And I think was I he, went. I in. heard he was like living on a farm or something like I that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then who else is there? Like Dave Juskow, Carrie. Reverend Prusa, Jen. Reverend Jen. Yeah. Michael Portnoy. Yeah, yeah. Soy yeah, I remember. Bomb. Do you remember? Yeah, when he did the soy bomb thing, and I think everybody from that scene was like, "Oh yeah, that guy!" <laughs> like it was such a like when he did that, it was so weird to most of the world. But I feel like if you'd ever seen him on stage, you're like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." That he would yeah, go like, up there with his shirt like, off. Inter- 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 <laughs> yeah, he would like yeah interrupt people soy bomb style. Yeah. Um, yeah, He's I ran into him on the street not too long ago. Oh, really? I also ran into him once at an audition. And it was kind of like, uh, I'll fuck, I won't tell if you won't tell. Like something where it's some some cheesy sort of audition. But uh, oh, it's like, like well, this is this is our dirty secret. You yeah, yeah we're together. both audition for this fucking thing <laughs> that we, we would be think we're above. Um, what else are you working on? Do you um, are you writing? Do you write yeah, movie scripts? Yeah, I'm starting. I've been writing a. I wrote a couple pilots this year. It's like, ah. a, yeah, uh, that's a new thing for me. And, uh, but you know, it's, it was good. I wrote one myself and I wrote one with, uh, you know, Dan Cronin. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote, we wrote one together. It was something we've been kicking around. We, he works at, he's another uh, sketch writer at Conan. 
So he's been there longer than I have. Um, but it was an idea that we just were always kind of kicking around each other's offices. And since we had this time off, we were like, let's just write it. So is it like a, uh, uh, what kind of show is it? It's the idea is very straightforward, but the execution is very kind of sketchy and uh, I guess absurd. And you're going to pitch it. Is that what you're going to (sighs) do? Sure. Sure. <laughs> trying I to guess. talk the lingo here. I'm like a guy yeah, that doesn't know. know anything about Jeff. So do we pitch it to a HBO or something? Yeah, um, I'm just I'll get, leave it under Conan's door <laughs> and <laughs> run away. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's the plan is is that we will eventually try to pitch pitch this thing as a series. Yeah, that's such um, a that whole thing is just so it's still kind of alien to me. I've only done it a little bit out here. Pitching? Yeah, because I've had this sort of you know, the kind of security of this regular staff right. job on a late night show. Um, so you never did the monologue, did you? Or you always? No, we always sketch. Yeah. Only the only time we never did monologue is when it was needed. You know, if they were just, they just needed a couple extra jokes. They're yeah. stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or well, if it's, he's doing like the correspondence dinner, everybody would kick in on those kinds of things. Right. Um, I write a lot for Smigel. Oh, the, the insult triumph. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That makes me laugh. I like that thing. I saw something he did where he went to the, uh, or he sent someone to the, uh, what was that? Lake of- oh, the Lake of Ozarks. Yeah. 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 I like that. I think he's going to do more remotes like that where he just sends, sends people to go shit on people. Did you write for the one when he did the adult swim party and, um, outcast played? No. What was Adult that? Swim had this party, and they always get someone. They always get someone who are like, "How did, they must pay two million dollars for this person?" <laughs> like I saw Kanye West, I saw Jay Z, oh my gosh, uh, Miley Cyrus, and this year, the year that year was um, Outcast, and but the Triumph came on, and it's, and it's all like salespeople who were. It's like both. Oh, so it was like, like ten, the upfronts or something, or yeah, yeah. Things? You see, yeah, like yeah. yeah, you see like ten comics, you know, and then you see a bunch of people like I don't know who these people are. It's like fifteen. Yeah. But he just made a funny point. He's like, Outcast really excited to be here. Like, for, what is that for playing for middle aged douchebags or something? <laughs> I wish I remember how he oh, phrased yeah. it, but it was just fucking funny because it was exactly what was going on. It's like, it's right, just call, pointing out exactly play. what you're seeing. Just the corporate gig. Yeah. It was like, that was, he, the Triumph things are always really crazy to work on when he would do the, like, go out and bother people. Because he Smigel is a, like a complete workaholic, and uh-huh. he will he will just go until the cameras break. Like he doesn't, right. and it's it's punishing. It's truthfully punishing. <laughs> uh, like he like people will cry <laughs> on their shoots sometimes. But I always I never it never bothered me that much because I always felt like he's never asked anybody to work harder than he works. You know, it's just right. that he his threshold for pain is so much higher than the average person's. So I think a lot of people don't quite understand what it's like to work like that. So will he just do multiple takes or just try to hit it at a different angle yeah, every time or something? We will have we'll have like a sheaf of like that's the correct word, right? Sheaf? Is it sheaf? I don't know. I, I kind of a lot of papers. I don't know. Uh, rain? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with chief. Chief of 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 jokes, like just like twenty five pages of jokes, and yeah, they'll all be broken down in categories. And what he'll do sometimes is he'll run through 
a dozen or two dozen jokes on the same person. And then the same two dozen jokes on another person, ones that kind of fit the kind of person that he's talking to. So they'll almost sort of be like, okay, you know, creepy guy, you know, right. Uh, so he'll, he'll kind of just like go through again and again and until he gets one that he feels like is the right, the, like the perfect delivery of the joke and the perfect reaction to the joke. It's kind of both those things. So, so he really like, and even, even when you think you have, when you think he has it, he doesn't always think he has it. That's the other thing. It's just, you know, that kind of crazy. So you're there for the another two hours or something or. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I weird guess... because, tri- oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's weird because Triumph is, I don't know, before I started working on those, I kind of held that like puppet itself in such high regard, you know, yeah, it's just yeah, this yeah. dumb store, store bought like 99 cent store puppet. But I always thought it was like this, you know, it was so funny. And I always, I just always, I don't know, I put it on this pedestal. And I remember we, the first remote I did with him was at when they did like the, uh, those Occupy Wall Street protests. Right, right. <laughs> we were in New York doing shows for Conan. We did the Occupy protests and uh, we were waiting to shoot. And we had, we were at some like deli or something down by Wall Street. And he just, <laughs> like, he had just like left the puppet on some, like a shelf in the deli while we were just standing in there eating bagels, like just trying to fuel up in the morning. And it was just like sitting out there on top of like a bunch of like bags of cat litter or something. <laughs> just, and I just remember thinking like, oh, I guess it's just, it's just not, it's not that precious. It's just not it's as not precious real. as I thought it was. Yeah, or like anybody could just run off with it. Yeah, I was thinking like that would be like real, that's like the Mona Lisa in the comedy world of. Yeah, I, it's like, I guess that's, that's, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, I regarded it that way, but clearly for him, it's just the, it's just the thing on his hand. Did he get people who got mad at him? Did that happen very often or? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We did the, we, we did the Trump inauguration. Um, we went down Uh there and most people, I would say most people are generally cool with him because they know what the dog does. And it's sort of the fact that it's this dumb looking rubber puppet on his hand, I think diffuses a lot of the kind of defensiveness that people might feel, even people with short fuses, uh-huh. you know, they, like, they're like, oh yeah, it's an honor to be insulted by this, <laughs> by this puppet right. or whatever. So most people actually do seem to regard it that way. And even at the inauguration, most people were like that, but some were not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> there, some people got really rough. Does um, he have security, you have security with you when you're? No, no. We had no security. We would just run, we would just leave. Have they done a Triumph movie? No. I don't know if he's ever tried to. I wouldn't be surprised if he has, but I don't know if he's ever tried to. That's a great idea I just came up with, man. That is a really good idea. That's a fine so, idea. So what is your like work day like at Conan? So you're all working from home and you're in this shed here. Yeah. Do you just get I mean, like a do you get assignments? You just or do you just pitch things? A little bit of both, you know, it's, it's, it's become more and more like our regular work day because for a while when we were doing these, the virus shows or whatever they are, uh-huh. um, we would tape them a day in advance, which is unusual for us. Like, cause usually, you know, it's, we tape, we do it live to tape. Um, but we were doing a day in advance. So there wasn't as much of a kind of sense of urgency because we could tape, record all this stuff in advance and it could just be slotted in whenever on whatever show we, we needed it. Yeah. But and I didn't really like that because it was, 
the pace was just too lackadaisical. Uh-huh. Um, that's a word, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, it's no sheaf, but, um, <laughs> but, it, and then since we started doing it back, we started doing it the, the, the normal way again, where we, we do it kind of live to tape. It's been more, the pace has been faster where you have to pitch that day and you're making things for that day show. And it's more, it's a little bit more kind of crazy and high pressure. And I, and I like that. It's a little exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Live TV is exciting. I mean, I think it's one of the reasons why people don't want to leave. I mean, the security is certainly one thing, but you know, if I go on to another job and I hope I do, um, I will definitely miss doing live TV. It's like, are you saying you're, are you announcing your retirement from Conan right now? <laughs> I mean, I, I, at some point I'll be pushed out, right? I just, <laughs> you're not allowed to, to be in comedy after a certain age. Isn't that, that's sort <laughs> of how it works. Um, I was just looking up this tweet of yours. Mm-hmm. I actually looked this up today. It's what made me laugh. Why? It was two pictures of, uh, of, uh, Giuliani. Oh God. Making like bug eyed, crazy faces. And you just throw an internet debate left or right, which is the correct face to make when you nut, but they keep sucking. Not, <laughs> not my proudest moment. I fucking love that one. <laughs> it's also like, it's surprising. Cause like you don't necessarily seem like the guy would make that joke, but no, not at all. Not which at makes all. it that much funnier. Um, do you, do you have fun with it? Do you have a uh, Twitter's fun sometimes, right? It's a double-edged sword. It's, it's sometimes fun. Still, it used to be, I, you know, I think it used to be a little bit more fun. Um, I don't know. Do you feel like, you? I think you've stayed pretty on brand. <laughs> like, yeah. You haven't let, like, the world falling apart, like, infect you. And yeah. I, I think I have for sure sometimes. I don't think I've become, like, crazy with it, you know, where I've, like, lost my ability to see any of this as funny. But... Um, but it's definitely, it's definitely uh, hindered my ability to joke about these things. You know, it doesn't feel as freewheeling, if that, if that makes any sense. You mean things are so bad you don't feel right about making jokes? or Yeah, or like I'm so angry all the time. Right. You know, and so freaked out all the time that it's harder to, harder to not like make my jokes through that lens of, of, of anger. Does that make sense? And I think when you do that, it kind of, it cripples them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are people, I guess, who, who have just don't hesitate to make serious tweets, even though they're funny people. Mm-hmm. And there's people like me who generally don't do that. Yeah. I do that by retweeting like someone's missing kid or something. There you go. There you go. Um, but I also yeah. think there's value to being funny and shitting on the president. I don't know. Someone walk in the room. Oh yeah, for a second, for a second. Yeah, that's all sorts of fucking sound effects going on. I don't, I don't know how to make my computer stop doing that. Really, you don't know how to shut the to mute it. What, what I, is that? What I would have to do? Just mute my computer because then when you I push that thing you? where you look like this, it looks like a speaker, but it's it doesn't matter, man. We're almost done. Yeah, that's fine. We're good. We're done. Um, and I just figured it out. So you're saying you just, you're too angry to make a joke. Is that what you're saying? I, I, it's a, it's a thing that I'm conscious of a lot. Yeah. Like, like don't tweet angry. Don't tweet too angry because right. I do think like, I think some people are, you know, are, 
I'm, I'm glad that they're able to sort of drop all artifice and just sort of be serious or whatever, but I liked it more when we didn't have to be serious all <laughs> so much. You know right, I mean? exactly. When things didn't feel so dire that you're like, right. well, who, this is no time to joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but we alleviate suffering by joke. Do we? I do. I know definitely okay. I do. Your suffering? <laughs> no, that might increase my suffering. Yeah. Alleviate other people's suffering. It's yeah. truly a, a selfless act. You also, it's also a weird time because I think when you make certain kinds of jokes now, people are less able to parse them as jokes. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Especially if it's about something like if you're being sarcastic about or ironic about something that's happening and you, you, you know, you do, you kind of play like, well, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not crazy about what Trump just did. You know, but, you know, if he keeps doing right. things like this, he, he's going to lose my vote. It's like you kind of can't do stuff like that without. People I do. I mean, I do some of lives. that. But then, I, yeah, then there are people who will just lecture you. It's like, do you not see I was being a little maybe a little sarcastic? Yeah. Yeah. Read my timeline. But there are those guys like I, I had that guy, Brent. I forgot his name, but he does those great. Uh, does those videos where he's like, I ain't wearing a mask. And he oh, does so funny. Yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah. Were you sitting in his but, car complaining? Yeah, about yeah, it? yeah. And it's just kind of like funny because he kind of rides the line, and then, then all these, then he'll retweet all these people like, "This guy's an idiot." It's like, how do you not see that that's a joke? Yeah. How do you not? How do you not see he's doing a character? But people don't, or they just they can't. I think that's what it is. They just can't see it now. Right. They're just so they're so worked up. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to plug, Todd? As we say goodbye. No. Do you still have that um, fancy webs the website? I saw Todd Levin, but do you have the other one? Tremble? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I went I to it. I went <laughs> yeah. to it and it was all Viagra ads. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, I tried to I unless I didn't go to the right one, but uh, Oh, I wonder if it could be all Viagra ads by now. I haven't I haven't looked at it in years. But That'd you be somehow wild. were able to get Tremble. When did Early you register on. that? Ninety eight. I know exactly when I did. Have you had offers to, to buy that from you? Yes, maybe somebody just snaked it out from underneath me. Oh, you mean you might not own it? Yeah, it's all Viagra. And, uh... That's wild, you've gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am, I mean, I do sell Viagra online. I know, yeah, I know that's but your it, side. But <laughs> I paid for that shed, that's how you paid for that shed. That's how I paid for the shed, yeah. So do you not own it anymore, are you saying? I mean, I still own, it's weird because I do, I still have the, right. unless somebody just hacked it and did yeah, something, I still have the email address. Yeah, I guess it is. It's a good point. Um, uh, yeah, because I'm still using the email address. You could probably sell that that website, that URL for 100 grand. Um, I could sell for, I mean, I've had offers. I think the most I was offered was like six grand for it. Oh. But that's not a lot. It's not no, worth I it mean, to me. No. It's more fun to be the guy who owns it for no reason. Yeah, and just posts Viagra ads on it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want um, somebody to compromise the integrity of my site that's covered with Viagra ads right now. Your Twitter is Todd Levin. My Twitter is Todd Levin, yeah. Verified account. Do you have a, do you have a Instagram also? I have an Instagram, which is Mr. Todd Levin. Ooh. At, like MR Todd Levin. Oh God, that's that. That's not good for the brand. To no, I couldn't get Todd Levin. Somebody had it. I couldn't get Todd Berry on TikTok. 
What are you using TikTok for, Todd Barry? What could you possibly? I, think so, I sort of make fun of TikTok on TikTok, which do you, you make TikTok to make fun. I mean, I, I definitely haven't. I haven't broken through to the teens. There are mm -hmm. older people on it, by the way. But uh, there are. There, there certainly are. There certainly are. But uh, I Look sort of do things where, like, oh, this is so not for. Like, it's too. Like, I do. It, there's a lot of. If you watch TikToks, there's a lot of like, here are five five things you must get at Trader Joe's. So I did one, and I've I probably already talked about this before, but I did one five Trader Joe's must-haves, and it was all like I held up bottle like CVS mouthwash. It's <laughs> like those all things were clearly Rite Aid, funny shit like that. That's too subtle funny. for kids, though, man. No, yeah, it is. It's not. That's. It's not going to work for them. It's not going to. No. It's not going to break through. I kind of just. I drew the line. I was like, I'm. I'll be aware of TikTok. I don't. I'm not going to yeah. be out of it in that way. But I'm not going to engage in in that in that platform. All right. Now, yeah. I can see, I can I'm not see like Jason, Jason Nash. Do you remember Jason Nash? I do remember Jason Nash. Do you, did you know that he's like a YouTube star now? Oh, is he? Yeah. He I like, didn't know that. I think, I don't know if he still does, but I think he lived at, lived and maybe still lives in one of those like YouTube star houses, like with oh, really? 25 year old guys. Oh, really? Hey, what's up? Oh, is that the, uh, what's up? Is that, he can't what's your name? I've got headphones in. Can you tell me your, tell me your name? Arlo. Arlo, A-R-L-O. Mm -hmm. That's a cool name, That's Arlo. It. Nice meeting you. Hey, Arlo. I'm going to be off in a second. Can you scoot, <laughs> bud? I'll see you soon. <laughs> wow. That's the first time boy. a kid's ever walked Yeah, I assume that, yeah. First time a kid's ever walked in on one of my tight, re my tight recording sessions. I almost warned you in the beginning that there's almost oh, no way that my kid's not going to walk in. It was a nice moment. It was, it was, <laughs> well, Todd, I guess it's a good time to say goodbye then. It is a good time to say goodbye. I should go play with my son. All right, stick around because I have a question for you that's off camera. Okay, no problem. You got it. I'll stay, I'll stay here. Thanks for being here, Todd. All right, take it easy, Todd. Thanks for having me. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All right, folks, that was the show. Hope you liked it. I like talking to Todd. I haven't talked to him for a while. And uh, thanks to Starburns, who puts out this podcast. Go to starburns.audio to check out all their podcasts. And I'd like to thank Jason Smith, Christy Coffey, and Jessica Gutierrez, who is the person who engineers this and mixes it and cuts out all the boring parts. No, she clearly doesn't do that. Aw, oh, self-deprecation. Anyway, we'll see you again soon. Bye. Starbands Audio, a, podca <clears throat> a podcast network.